Welcome to All In. I'm Rick Jordan. Today, I'm the CEO of a large technology company, but in 2007, I lost it all. And now I'm here to share the lessons I've learned and the strategies my guests have used to build success from the bottom up. And in every episode, you'll get something to reach for and something to grab onto, whether it's personal development, business, technology, or giving back. You'll be able to ignite the spark in your life to make that change and transformation. So 10 years down the road from now, you'll be able to look back and say, I don't even know that person that I was. I'm so glad I decided to rise. I'm so glad I decided to stand up and actually begin to start to ignite the spark, to go all in. Hey, welcome back to All In with Rick Jordan. I am Rick Jordan. And I help you make more money, do more good, and have more fun. And when you listen to this episode today and you pull out one thing, share that with one friend, because you will get at least one thing out of this episode. It's your responsibility to pull one thing out of every episode. I always give you one thing, but when you have that, share this episode with one friend. Burn the net. I came up with this at lunch just yesterday with my team. And I was like, oh, I need to record this episode right now because this is just something about me that I have felt for a very long time that I've never really talked about. I have these little bites that come up here and there. But let's talk about this for a whole episode today about burning the net. You might be going along in life and thinking, oh, I I don't see real change, you know, or I'm in my job and I see these incremental cost of living increases, four or 5% every single year. I like my job. I don't want to go anywhere. You don't get many places in life without taking some sort of risk. I've only seen a couple circuses in my life, you know, and my family, they love watching the greatest showman. And that sort of maybe tied into this just subconsciously, but there's a couple of perspectives I'm going to talk about burning the net today. One is about taking risks and going after what you love. And the second is about just stopping the whole looking behind you thing and saying, but I could go back to this. I could fall back to this if anything goes wrong. Let's talk about that first because that one really stirs up a lot of emotion in me. And I can't I can't do that. I've talked about before how I dropped weight years ago. And I, I know people that will say, oh, I just lost 10 pounds or I just lost 20 pounds and I dropped a pant size. I dropped two pant sizes. I dropped a dress size. I dropped a shirt size. You know what? I dropped a bra size. Cool. Great. But they still hang on to those old clothes. Thinking, well, if I ever put this back on, it's okay because I have the clothes to match. But why would you want to go back to that? Well, you're saying, you know, I'm just, it's okay. I'm this job that I have right now. That's cool. I've got a good relationship with my boss. That's awesome. But I'm going to go after this one thing and pursue this thing, or I'm going to go to school for this or learn some new skills and go after a different career choice. And you're thinking, no worries. I can go back to this other job if it doesn't work out. Stop looking backwards. The only way to keep rolling on in life is to keep your head forward. You want to be able to look behind you and say, wow, I was really horrible there. I was really great there. That's great. Let's talk about that for a second here because whether you did something really crappy 
or you did something really amazing, don't dwell on either of those forever. If you did something horrible, that's cool. You know what? Because it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. It just matters that you keep getting back up. However, when you start to dwell on those things, they start to become part of you. They start to become part of your spirit, part of the way that you interact with other people. And they can start seeing that that is really the thing that's guiding everything is if you keep looking back and you may have done something really, really horrible. And right now, I know that there's people listening to this. I'm like, oh, man, this thing that I did a year ago or this thing that I did 10 years ago. Guys, girls, it doesn't have to be you anymore. You don't have to be that same person. But as long as you keep looking back at that and saying, well, I was this way in this negative sense or this is what I did. Hello, did you hear those two words? Was and did? They are past tense. That's where they need to stay is in the past in order to move on to whatever is in your future. You can't go after your destiny while you're still anchored in the past. What do boats use anchors for? To stop, to stay in one spot. That way they don't float away so they don't go in the wrong direction. And I, there's all these things that are out there, these metaphors. You know, This is a lot in churches too, how they say you've got to anchor yourself so you don't move so that you're okay and that you have these solid principles in your life, whether that's a mindset or whether that's a, a spiritual belief, whatever it is, a lot of those things can be ever-evolving too. And they should be ever-evolving because you should never not be growing. The only way to do that is to stop dwelling on that negative thing in the past that was or that you did, the past tense. Let's talk about the positive things. You might have rocked the world six months ago. You might have done something super awesome. That's great. You know what? I got an award when I spoke at Harvard last year for leadership and ethics. That's so cool. Wonderful. It's on a stand in my office, but... Out of how many episodes I've done now, you know, of the podcast since I launched this in February, 20-something, somewhere around there, I've never once talked about this, have I? And I'm only talking about this right now in context to say that was something, again, that I did in past tense. That was something that I was awarded. <laughs> past tense. It was awesome. It was super cool. Yeah, it went up on social. Yeah, it was passed around. Yeah, I talked about it for about two days. But if I was always going to be myself, I saw John Maxwell. I hung out with him this past week. I shared the stage with him at a conference. And he had this phrase that ties into this where he said, as an author, as a writer, you are only as good as your last book. If I were to dwell on that award from Harvard last year when I spoke there, I would only be as good as that. That would diminish any kind of growth that I might have achieved over this past year to continue moving forward in my life, to continue learning, to continue growing. That's awesome. I'm sure you have amazing wins in your life. That's cool. Look at the Super Bowl, right? They go to Disney World afterwards. They have big parades all over the place. But do they keep having parades year after year after year? No, there's another Super Bowl that's played the very next year, usually with two completely different teams, and someone else gets the trophy. 
I remember talking about the White Sox. Hey, they won in 2005. I think it was. I'm from Chi-Town. I'm a Southsider. I love the Sox. I got no ill will against the Cubs. You know, if they ever play each other, and they do in the Windy City Classic all the time, I'm always cheering for the Sox. But you know when the Cubs won the pennant a couple years ago, too? I was happy for them. Not a big deal. But, you know, the Sox won in 2005. That was freaking 14 years ago. And there's still people in Chicago like, oh, man, those 2005 White Sox. Oh, geez. And they're still talking about the Cubs. People are still flying the W flag (laughs) for the Cubs that came about when they won the pennant years ago. Guys, it's in the past. Just like my award at Harvard is in the past. Those teams keep saying, oh, we were really good that year. We did awesome that year. And they keep dwelling on that. And they keep, the reason they don't continue to win year after year after year after year, there's been some sports teams. Again, yeah, Chicago, right? Bulls, two, three-peats with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Oh, my Lord. That was when I stopped watching sports was after that second three-peat because I'm like, there is no team in any sport that's ever going to be like this again. And there still isn't. (laughs) There is nobody that's been able to repeat that. When somebody comes around again or a team comes around again, you know what, I'm going to dive back into it. Because even the Bulls are like, oh, we were really good back then. Those guys don't even play anymore. They're out there doing other things and making billions of dollars doing other things like in branding and licensing and all this other stuff. Why? You know what? Because they moved on too and they kept growing. They're not just dwelling on those rings that they achieved back in the 90s. We're talking 20 years ago, people. Shaq was amazing too. That dude, you know what he got into? Real estate investing. His net worth is over a billion dollars now. He didn't get that playing basketball. If he would have stayed there, he would have only had maybe like a hundred million rather than a billion. Like, oh, well, a hundred million's great. I've had people tell me that kind of stuff too. It's like, oh man, you did really, really good. I think you're good, man. You're, you're set. You can just stay right where you're at. Why do you want to go after more? Because I don't want to stop growing. That's why. None of us are meant to in this life to stop growing because if we don't continuously learn things, we can't continuously teaching things to others and helping them rise up because a good leader can only bring somebody as far forward as they've been themselves. They can't lead you beyond where they've been. That's the crazy thing. So when I'm talking about bad things and good things in your past, don't dwell on either of those because it's going to hold you back. Burn the net. Let's talk about taking risks. I've got this event that's coming up, and those who have put events together before, large-scale events, you know how much it costs to run these things. I'm talking seven figures to put into these events, and it's a big risk. But the thing that keeps driving me forward, that keeps pushing me to say, you know what, I'm all in. That's the name of the event, by the way, the All In Growth Conference, All In Growth Conference. See the theme here? I'm already thinking past that. It's a huge risk, and I'm already thinking about that in the future as if it's done and gone. Huge success. Because I know I'm putting everything I am into this. I'm taking a risk because everyone will look at me and be like, well, why are you risking literally everything by doing this? Well, because I have to. (laughs) That's the only way to do this. I burned the net. 
we have to go after this because this is what I know that I'm meant to do. And there are people that are going to come into this event that are going to have their lives changed, that are going to see things break open in their lives like they never have before because they were just sitting in these seats. They're going to hear from people that have been places that they want to go. These speakers, these leaders can bring them to that point because they are there themselves. I've said this before in other episodes, is only find a coach or a mentor, somebody that you want to listen to, that continuously grows, that continuously evolves. Because when you find somebody that just stops at a certain point, sure, they can get you to that point, but you will eventually grow out of them. Unless you just want to go as far as they did, that's it. You know, the, a really good teacher wants you to surpass them, yes. But I think that whole thing is kind of a farce, too. Let me give you an example, right? I had a mentor of mine last week that I caught up with, Gary Pika, amazing dude, really amazing dude. At this event, we, we both spoke at this event, and he's somebody in the past that has mentored me hardcore, and I learned a lot from him. Still amazing guy. There are still things that I can learn from him. But we're not doing the exact same things anymore. I have a podcast. It's really awesomely successful. I'm super grateful for that because this started as just an idea a couple of months ago, just something that would be fun to do that would establish my brand because I I have things inside of me that just need to get out that I have to say. And he looks at me and says, man, your podcast is really rocking. Can, can you tell me what you're doing and really how you've seen this kind of success? And can you help me get mine going? Because I do these things too, but I don't have that big of a reach. I don't have the reach that you do. I'm like, absolutely, man. So, you know, that whole student becomes the mentor thing, how it flips around. This is what happened in this instance. However, he is still growing in his area, in his specialty, in his niche. And I can still learn things from him because he's still, he's still amazing. The only way to stay amazing is to not stay in the past. You have to burn the net. You have to take risks. And this dude has taken risks too, which is really cool because he acquired an ownership interest in an IT technology firm a couple of years ago. And this is important to me because he's one that is still in this industry that I still have a business in that continuously evolves and actually teaches what he's doing rather than something that he did. He risked a solid financial investment by placing his trust in this one person to try to accomplish a goal of continuously having insights into this industry. And then a couple of years later, that person that he bought the ownership interest of completely bought him out now, and he just remains on the board. So he's still coaching. He's still mentoring. He's still involved in this organization. But it got to the point to where the dude who had the company sold a portion to Gary and then bought it back grew to the point to where he's like, you know what? I can keep rolling. I'm still going to keep you on my board. I want you on my board. He still has a small interest, but he bought back controlling interest in this company because he grew to a certain point. And he's still listening to Gary because Gary continues to evolve. Think about the risk that this dude took now, buying him out. He no longer has that safety net. He burned the net by buying him back out. Gary Gary can't swoop in and save him anymore when he makes a mistake. You're all either all in or all out. You have to put your chips in. This event that I've got going on, the All In Growth Conference, is happening in Vegas. That's kind of apropos. Putting all your chips in, pushing them all in. I did some footage there last year, which was really, really cool, going around to different 
He recorded some video footage going around at different casinos. You know, and I am not a betting man. There's a couple reasons for that. One, because I'm not afraid of taking risks. I actually make the decisions, and I would be the person, whether it's win or lose, to put all my chips in. You say, well, isn't that like contradictory to everything you're saying on this whole podcast episode here? You know, because you're saying you're not going to put the stuff in. No, I'm just saying you don't make stupid decisions. <laughs> That's it. When you burn the nets, you need to make sure that you have your skill set to the point to where you're not going to die. Think about the acrobats in the circus. It's a risk because they could slip up and make one mistake and they are dead. However, they started out with that net. And there came to be a certain point to where they're like, you know what, I'm going to try some things and I'm confident where I'm going right now to where I know that I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not going to slip up and I'm not going to fall. Is it a risk? Absolutely it is. But that's going to give the best performance, the best result to the people that are watching me. If you are an entrepreneur, if you own a business, newsflash, your people are watching you all the time. Your team member, your tribe are watching you for the next move all the time. If you keep playing it safe, your people are going to play it safe. If you don't make calculated risks and smart risk decisions, your people will never be that way. And you're just going to have a bunch of factory workers working on an assembly line that are not going after something meaningful, that are just putting out a service that's just like everybody else. You want to differentiate yourself. You need to burn the net. You need to take the step out and put your neck out there and show your people that it's okay to do that because that's the only way that you grow. The only way you grow is when you're uncomfortable. And an easy way to make yourself uncomfortable is to burn the net, to take the risk. You think the people that are getting up on the high wire when they're looking down, they're thinking, yeah, I got this because I know how to do this. That's cool. But at the same time, they're probably just a tad bit uncomfortable because there's still that fear that's down there saying, you know what, if I fall, I'm going to smash my face in. That's a little graphic, but that's exactly what's going to happen. I've been coming off of binge watching Game of Thrones, so you're just going to get what you get on this. You know, that, that's literally what just happened in the last episode that I saw. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. I love watching people take risks. I love seeing people shaking their shoes because I know that they're going to grow. I'm going to challenge you. And if this is one thing, find where you're comfortable in life right now. Find where you're, you know, I'm, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, maybe slight tangent, but it has to do with everything. There's this thing, this principle that I was taught growing up called contentment. That, oh, you have to be content. You have to be happy with where you are. You know, there might be some truth to that because I have some really, really good things in my life. I have an amazing wife. I have awesome kids. Super content with those decisions. That's awesome. But see, even those are relationships that continuously change and grow every single day. It's not like things are staying the same there. If you're just happy with the status quo and things are where they are, you know what? That's cool. And I'm not going to judge you. If that's where you want things to be and that's where you want to be for your entire life, awesome. Very cool. Raise some kids. Do whatever you want to do in life. Go after nothing. Cool. You see my sarcasm with this a little bit. But that's fine because this isn't for everybody. But if you're somebody that wakes up in the morning and just thinks, oh, man, I know that there's people out there that I want to help. I know that there's people that I want to serve. I want to see this is what drives me every single day. 
is being able to witness the transformation in someone's life. I love even when we're in this this studio here and with everyone who's just in with the episodes and seeing light bulbs go off in their head. I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm I'm a guy. I'm not going to say just like everybody else because I'm kind of a dork and I'm kind of a weird. I'm kind of a weirdo in some ways. But because of this drive that I have to want to see change in others, I have to always see change in myself. And the only way for me to see change in myself is to burn the nets. I'm not dwelling on the past, and I'm also going to take risks to where I need to go in the future. And then everyone else will be brave enough around me to say, well, if he can do it, I'm just a dude. I grew up in a family that was poor for the most part, never had anything really growing up. I mean, dinners consisted of banquet fried chicken, frozen fried chicken, and Salisbury steaks, and pasta, you know, because spaghetti was the, one of the cheapest things you could possibly make. I don't know why. It's weird when you remember things when you're a kid. It was like 12 years old or something like that. And I heard my parents talking with their friends who were over, they were like lifelong friends, went to high school with them. And I still have a really, really good buddy. You know, he was best man in my wedding. I was best man in his. We're still connected to this day. And my parents were talking about how there was not a lot of dollars coming in at that moment. And there were some decisions that they need to make. I don't remember all the details in that, but I remember their friends saying, oh, looks like it's hot dog city for you for a while. And that's exactly what it was. It was hot dogs, pasta, frozen Steak, weird. I don't even think they were steaks. I don't even think they were beef. They were called steaks, but I don't know what they were made of because the meat was orange. It was weird. It was disgusting, but whatever. It was cheap and it fed us. I just made sure that I had three glasses of milk. That's where I got my protein so I could still grow all my other nutrients, all of that, even with dinner. Squirrel. Squirrel. And I, and I kept looking around and thinking there's got to be more and putting myself out there because I when I looked at myself, I'm like, you know what? I want to help others not have to go through some of the same struggles that I have. The only thing that my parents ever really fought over was money. The two biggest reasons that people get divorced are money and sex. Take the money one. How do you make money? What's the purpose of making money? People think that more money is going to solve all their problems. Well, you know what? But more money will help. (laughs) It's not going to solve all your problems, but broke doesn't solve any problems either. The reason you make more money, and this is one thing that I learned, is to do more good in this world. And that do more good is that transformation that I see in people's lives. And that's what helps me have fun. Because I look around and I see the transformation in people's lives. But that first one, that first part of that equation, the make more money part, you can't do that without taking risks. I didn't go to college. Well, that's a lie. Not a lie, but not completely accurate. I went for two weeks and figured that this wasn't for me. So I say I really didn't go because my heart wasn't in it at all when I went there. And I just kind of sat in class. And that was, I'm like, this is, this is not my direction. This is not where I need to go. I need to pursue things the other way. Even doing that was taking a risk. Because growing up with two educated parents, both of them had bachelors. One was in 
education with a specialty in math. That was my mother. My father had his bachelor's in music. That's an interesting combination. You got left brain and right brain right there in the in your parents. You know, just totally polar opposites when it came to that. And I was the lucky one that got both sides of those brains that sometimes go to war with each other. And I don't know which direction to go because I get pulled in, in two different directions. I would see them fight over money and saying, I would never want to be that way. The making more money part is something that involves risk taking. And you know what? Even going to a university is somewhat of a risk because it is expensive. You come out, and I looked up the stats a couple of weeks ago because I was looking at speaking at the Youth Leadership Congress with uh, President, former President Obama and Oprah Winfrey. This is something that's being looked at next year, which I'm so grateful to be considered for this. But I was going to talk about the perils of education and how if that is the right path for you, that's great. But make sure that is the thing that you're actually going to be doing because you are taking a risk. And if you're not all in, if you are just going to get that degree because that's what you're quote unquote supposed to do, that's not the right reason to do it. Realize that you are taking a risk. Now, you can get scholarships, that's great. That's fantastic. You can play sports and you can go after it. I had a dude on my podcast uh, who's an Olympian, Angus Arthur, and he could have gone to law school on a free ride for wrestling. He's the on the very first ever Jamaican wrestling team. That's Olympic Jamaican wrestling team. That's awesome. But he's like, you know what? That's not how I want to do it. I want to get into law school based on my LSATs, not based on my wrestling, because that's more of a risk for me. And he knows that he's going to accomplish so much more because that's the direction that he's going rather than just being given a free ride. Why? Because that's what he knows his purpose is. That's the direction that he's going. And he wants to achieve that based upon his own calculated risk rather than just somebody upholding him and saying, here you go. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with scholarships because that's great. You've done a lot of things and you've gotten to that point, but realize still that going to any university on a scholarship is also still a risk for you. If it's not the direction you're going to go, you are wasting four years, six years, eight years of your life if you don't go after that direction. You see where this is at? A lot of your decisions are risks. But when you dive into that, go all in and burn the nets. Take the risk. I'm not discouraging you from going after it. Quite the opposite. You need to take that risk. Make sure it's the risk that you want to take because that's something that is completely within your control. Every single risk that comes up in your life is completely within your control. Burn the net. Don't dwell on the past, whether it's good or bad. And jump into the future with everything that you are going after what you know your purpose is in life. And, you know, if, if you're young listening to this or maybe you're, in, you're just getting out of high school, there, there's this tragedy that I think that exists, at least in American culture, in that when you're 18, when you're a senior in high school, you are supposed to make a decision 
that you're going, this is the classic way of doing things, the standardized way, at least how it's been for the past many years. You're supposed to make a decision in a period of about six months on what you're going to do for the rest of your life. The stats that I was talking about are staggering. It's something stupid low, like only 26% of graduates with their degree actually end up working in their field of study. How's that for a risk? Because they chose the wrong risk. They didn't sit and think about it and figure out, and I'm not talking about inaction because that's a problem, that's a risk in itself. That's a bad risk. That's a very, very badly calculated risk. But deciding that, hey, this is what my parents did before me, so maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to do that you know in your heart because you're supposed to be doing something that you love. And everything that you do needs to be serving other people. You know, the, almost every profession that exists in this world, because I can't even think of one off the top of my head that doesn't serve somebody else. But if you're just going into it thinking that this is just a job, this is just a paycheck, even when I worked at McDonald's, I went and worked at McDonald's. When, I started there when I was 15 years old. I got a, a work permit and, you know, I'm not going to say I flipped burgers. I, I was very proud to say that I didn't flip burgers because it was this awesome contraption. This is a squirrel. Squirrel! That came down and, like, pressed the patties. It was uh, it was called a clamshell grill, and there was silicone on top, and then it came down and pressed these patties. And I started out there working in the drive through and then I worked in the grill area. I learned everything that there was about that job. Even if you're going to do something like that, know that you're serving other people. You know, also another example, I went to Disney World. I go there a lot every every single year. I love Food and Wine Festival there. We're part of the Disney Vacation Club. It's super cool. Went to Disneyland for the first time in about 15 years a couple months ago when I was in L.A. for my movie premiere. And it was just a totally different mentality. All the cast members in Disney World are there to serve everybody else versus in Disneyland, it seems like it's just a job for them. They're just there to collect a paycheck. They're not there to give you an experience, a good time. I don't even know why they work there. If you're not going to take the risk to jump into something wholeheartedly, then you don't have any business being there. And that's the straight truth. You need to jump into something that you're going to love, that you're going to need to go after something that makes you uncomfortable because that's the only way that you're going to grow. If you feel like you're in a dead-end job right now, hello, you are. You need to make the change. And that could be taking a risk. I started in business 12 years ago, right when my twins were born. And I'm not saying you have to be like me, but this is just what I knew that I needed to do. Because six years went by and I had this thought in my head that I needed to do this. But yet I still took the safe route. Everything that I've told you today has been learned through experience and hard knocks that I've had hit me in my life because I've made some poor decisions also. But I've risen past them and gone beyond them because these six years, I wish I could get those back. But you know what? I don't dwell on those. Now I just hit it harder and I've caught up and I've gone further than I ever did before. There's nothing like burning the nets than saying, okay, my division just got eliminated at the place that I was working at. I'm just going to go into business for myself. I just had two newborn twins. 
don't know how I'm going to feed them. Don't know how I'm going to put a net uh, roof over their head. But you know what? I'm just going to burn the net anyways and just go after this. That's how it's got to be. If there's one thing that you want to take away from this today, it's got to be that you need to look around you and realize that you need to be uncomfortable to grow. And the only way to do that is to burn the net. And if you're scared, good. That is a healthy fear. If you're not sure what's going to happen, awesome. That's the thrill of it. Yes, it's nerve wracking. Every single decision that I make that's a risk is nerve wracking, but that's also what drives me forward. As an entrepreneur, there's one single fear that always drives me, and I say this over and over again, is that's the fear of being broke again. Like I was before, everybody who has a business who doesn't work for anybody else right now understands that because they were in a position before where they had that safety net. They knew that they could go to work every day, and even if they performed only at about 70 or 80%, they're still above the line in where they need to be for performance and still above the line compared to mostly everybody else that's out there. Just compare Disneyland and Disney World. Trust me, go to both in the same year. You're going to see the difference between the way that the people act, the cast members act. You can do that and you can still have a secure job. You can still have a paycheck that comes in week to week. But is it really what you love? Is it helping you grow? If it's not, then you need to burn the nets. That's what I got for you today. Share this with somebody because somebody needs it. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message. Oh, I do. What's necessary? <laughs> it does a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, stop, stop.